Welcome to the Healthy Body, Healthy Mind podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kinghorn, co-founder and CEO of HBHM. We're a carbon neutral wellness brand and we're focused on the well-being of our customers and the planet. We produce a range of products designed to support a healthy lifestyle. This podcast is for our community. We'll have a range of experts in the health, fitness and wellness space designed to help you all improve many aspects of your life. For listening to this podcast, you can get 15% off our products at hbhm.com by using the code hbhmpod at checkout. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the latest episode of the Healthy Body, Healthy Mind podcast. Uh, on today's show, we have Liz Patient, otherwise known as Pilates for Runners. So Liz is a certified Pilates instructor, avid runner, and mom to two boisterous and beautiful boys. Practicing Pilates has changed her life, improving posture, keeping her strong and fit during both her pregnancies, and then helping with post-pregnancy recovery, as well as reducing, reducing lower back pain. She has adapted her own Pilates practice to improve her running and reduce the risk of injury, which led her on to creating effective Pilates sessions specifically for runners. So welcome to the HBHM podcast, Liz. Thanks for coming on. How are you doing today? Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really good. Yeah, I've actually just been doing Pilates all morning, in fact, okay. <laughs> running and Pilates. I went for a run first thing and then Pilates is basically my perfect day. Um, and then I get to talk about Pilates, even better. Nice one. So what was the run this morning? Uh, just just a trail run, just five miles of easy, just, yeah, kind of good for the mind, basically. Just I do a lot of those where I just run because I want to rather than anything specific that I'm training for. Yeah just getting out. I love mornings. I love morning running. So it's my, it's my happy place. It's my, yeah. Especially this time of year, right? Because oh, we've yeah. got like going through the trails and you've got the leaves on the ground and things. It is amazing. Yeah, it is. It, like you feel, I don't, you just feel really alive. Like, I don't know, there's just, there's something magic about running in the morning. I don't know what it is, whether it's just, you know, because it's so much potential of the day or, Oh, I don't know what it is. It just, it really captures my, my imagination in the morning. Like the mist this morning was just beautiful. And like you say, the colours this time of year, it is my favourite time of year. I, yeah. My little sister lives on the Gold Coast in Australia and they don't have seasons. And I, I, I can't think of anything worse. Like, I, I, you know, oh, just, yeah. I'm sure the heat is lovely, but the, the lack of seasons would kill me, I think. Yeah. I, I'm spring and, and autumn, love them. Yeah. I must admit, I love, I love training in the summer just because... Like I do quite like running in the heat, but then oh, when it does, okay. when it cools down just now, and then it does feel a lot more comfortable running. It's, yeah, it is nice. Yeah, I have to say, I'm 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 all about the spring and autumn. They are my favorite. I mean, I don't mind running in summer because it's so easy. You just chuck on a t-shirt and off you go. The layers of winter and autumn are not ideal, but yeah, favorite times of year: autumn and, and, and spring. Just love the perfect temperature. Just yeah, beautiful, crisp, crisp, clean air. I love it. Yeah, and it's mostly, your, so you mentioned it was a trail run. Do you run mostly on trails or do you mix it up or how do you do? Uh, yeah, mostly trails. I, I used to do a little bit of road running, um, but I just I just don't enjoy it. I just find it. I did a, a, a road run actually with my husband a couple of weeks ago and I just, it was so boring. <laughs> it was so boring. I was like, yeah, I can't do this. It's not for me. I mean, I appreciate everyone's, you know, everyone's got their, their preference. For me, it's, it's trails, all the way trails. You know, I like to chat with my friends when I'm running and, you know, we were running down a road just as a link to, from one um, area of off, off, you know, trails to another. And we couldn't hear each other speak because the cars are like, this is not my idea of running. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm all about the trails. I just love it. I love getting out there and, you know, we see the deer and I, yeah. yeah, I think you just feel really, I sounds a bit woo woo, but I just feel connected to kind of what running is all about for me, which is getting outside, getting in that sense of space and freedom. Yeah, so, no, yeah. It's, a, it's a common theme that's came up on the podcast, to be honest, you know, mm. that's people like just getting out, clearing yeah. the head, you know, and yeah. especially in the morning, I'm the same. I prefer morning. Sometimes yeah. it's not always the case, um, but just, it definitely does set you up for the day and it just yeah. you know, clears the head. So that's yeah. a common, common theme that comes up. Yeah. I think psychologically you cannot, you cannot do better than doing your exercise in the morning, you know, Sometimes it's Pilates, sometimes it's running, but moving your body first thing in the morning, I just think is, yeah, is really good for you, for your body and for your mind, you yeah. know. 
Definitely, definitely. So we'll let's we'll come back to the running uh, <laughs> later on. So just I just wanted to start with Pilates because I know, you know, of our community listeners, there'll be some people who have potentially never heard of it. There'll be some people who are brand new to it, um, and some are probably experts. So do I just explain to our listeners a bit more what is Pilates first of all? So um, good question. Um, I I think and it's, I'm going to sort of give you kind of not probably an ideal answer is it really depends on who's teaching you it's like yoga you know there's so many different forms of yoga and equally there's so many different forms of pilates and you know when i started out my pilates practice looks looked very different to what it does now now that you know i'm a runner and i'm using it specifically for my running so but fundamentally i think you're going back to you know all pilates should have an element of um core obviously that's what its reputation is for but i think really just moving the body. Um, that was Joseph Pilates' original kind of plan was just trying to get the body moving as best as possible, as fluidly as possible, um, trying to build strength, endurance, you know, all of those facets of, of good physical health um, and doing that by just varying your movement as much as possible, challenging the muscles differently. Um, so yeah, I think it's base, that's what Pilates is, is that kind of variety in movement that focus on mind-body connection um, and I think through all Pilates practices that should be you know the themes there are so I won't bore you with the, the eight different principles of Pilates but fundamentally it's all about healthy movement in the body so getting the best movement you can um, with what you've got so yeah fundamentally that's what Pilates comes down to. Nice one nice one and how long have you been doing it? Uh, about 14 years yeah I mean I start when I started I was doing um, so I started for pure vanity reasons. Um, please don't judge me. Um, I was doing a desk job. I was a solicitor at the time. And I was, I've always exercised a lot in a variety of different forms. But it really kind of was a shock to my body and my mind, I think, although I only can only recognise that on reflection, um, going from being really active to being sedentary. And it was really affecting my posture and I was getting low back pain and I just didn't feel good. Um, like I said, I didn't really link that, you know, feeling good in my mind to my physical um, activity, but I didn't feel good. So um, I originally started Pilates or tried Pilates at university and, and didn't really enjoy it, if I'm honest. <laughs> I think I did about three sessions, really didn't enjoy it, and so stopped. And this is another reason I say, you know, it depends what type of Pilates you do, because I didn't enjoy that form of Pilates. I just didn't. Um, and then I started again, like I say, when I did my when I was desk working, because I needed to do something else and people kept banging on about Pilates. I was like, oh, okay, I'll try it again. And I'll just suffer through it because it's supposed to be good for me. And the way that it was taught to me the second time I tried it, I really loved it. I instantly, instantly fell in love with it. I was like, yes, this is fantastic. I love this. Um, and right from the go, get go, I was like, I want to be a Pilates instructor. I want to share this with other people. Um, but, you know, kids' life gets in the way and, you know, it was just wasn't practical for me to do that. Um, so I, I didn't and I just kept doing it and and then it, you know life changes and it came up that um you know I had the opportunity to do something different that I could I wasn't happy doing law if I'm honest I had my kids and I wasn't really seeing them and I was commuting a lot and I just wasn't enjoy I just wasn't enjoying it um and you could say the opportunity came for me to do something different and I thought well now's a good time as any so um I retrained as a class instructor about 2017 how long goes that it just feels like ages ago but probably not that long ago um so I started doing teaching my own classes in 2017 um and yeah it just sort of went from there and I'd started running about 10 years ago after my kids um they you know they were little and I think you know I couldn't get out to the gym and I couldn't really do much other than put on a pair of shoes and get out running so I think a lot of people start that way a lot of people start after kids where they just um you know, if we're really honest, we just want to get out of the house. <laughs> um, and, you know, the exercise is kind of a nice byproduct. Um, but yeah, certainly for me, I just wanted to get out of the house and so I started running. Um, and yeah, so I think, I mean, back to your original question. Yeah, I've been doing it quite a long time, but it's my practice has changed with my lifestyle, essentially. And that's one of the things I love about Pilates is it's adapted through all of it, through when I was a desk worker, it, was, it, it looked a certain way. It looked completely different when I was pregnant because I, I actually did it on the day that I gave birth to my um, 
<laughs> my eldest son, I was in the class and everyone kept saying, you're looking really low, like you're carrying really low. And I was like, no, it's fine, I feel fine. Um, and then my waters broke about five hours later. Um, so yeah, it looked, my Pilates practice looked different when I was pregnant, um, but I carried it on through both pregnancies and, and afterwards. Um, and then it changed again when I became a runner and I became more serious with my running and and basically my journey to Pilates with running was I was injured about three, four years ago. I was just injury after injury after injury. I'd started running, like I say, after kids and then um, didn't, you know, it was just kind of originally run walking, you know, not really doing a lot of running at all, probably more walking. Um, and then got more serious after I joined the running club when my kids got a little bit older, yeah. started racing, trail racing and was doing really well at it and you know was getting placed and all this kind of thing but I think you know the impact on my body obviously as I increased my training became more significant and the Pilates I was practicing wasn't enough to mitigate that and I just got injury after injury and it was it was a horrible period because my running became very inconsistent um that stress relief that I was getting from running was suddenly becoming a stress yeah. because I was constantly injured and that was stressful in itself um, so I started using Pilates. I couldn't run at one point and I started using my Pilates. I was the only thing I could do. So I thought, right, okay, I'm going to use my Pilates to rehab this, you know, um, in conjunction with my physio, they were saying that's a really good idea. So I started to adapt my Pilates practice to rehab my injuries. And then when I started running again afterwards, two things happened. One, I didn't get injured again. Um, and two, my running was better. <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm faster. <laughs> I'm running better. Like my form was better. I mean, I could, I could physically feel it. I could physically feel that I was lighter on my feet. I was um, running faster with the same, if not less effort. Um, and I was like, hang on, there's a bit of magic going on here. Um, so I basically just started from there really and um, adapted my practice permanently um, to incorporate what I'd done through rehab and, and built on it basically, just built on, on the rehab stuff and took it forward from there. And that's how Pilates for Runners was born. Yeah. Um, me basically just sharing, this is what I've done, this is what's worked for me. And it just sort of snowballed, if you like, from there into you know, what I've got today, which is the website um, yeah. and the subscribers. So so, so obviously because of your, your own experience, you know, you, mm -hmm. you improved your running through doing your Pilates. Um, so, but, so why then, well, I probably answering the question myself, but why then the focus on Pilates for runners? Why is Pilates so beneficial for runners in general? Like obviously I know your experience, but yeah, yeah. Um, people who have never tried it to help their running before. Why yeah. is it so beneficial? Oh, uh, well, so. I mean, I could talk all day about the benefits of Pilates for runners. I won't do that. I appreciate that's boring for everyone. Um, one thing I have learned as a runner is there's so much coming at us. It's almost information overload. This is good for you running. That's good for you running. Yeah. Don't do this. Do do that. It's it's almost too much. Um, so I think the golden nugget for runners, when I hear a question like, this is beneficial for you, the first thing I want to know is, is it actually beneficial? Like, yeah. show me some evidence. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would say to that, yes, it is definitely going to improve your running. Um, I say definitely, it depends what your existing training schedule is like. But from my experience and, and from my own experience and also anecdotal experience from people I've worked with, but also there's a bit of science behind this. And in 2018, they did a study um, where they took recreational runners and they, um, over a 12-week program, training program, they introduced uh, Pilates to their weekly training. And after that 12 weeks, they had improved performance over 5K. They had improved VO2 max. They had um, stronger trunk muscles. So there is science behind, yes, it is good for you as a runner to be doing Pilates. So I think that's probably the first question I'd say to people is, yes, there's some evidence. And I think that helps runners because, because there's so much information coming at us. You're like, well, I need to know, is it definitely going to help me? Because if it's not, I'm not going to find the time in my schedule. I'm not going to prioritize this. So I think... Yeah, definitely try and prioritize it. If not Pilates, then something similar to it. Yeah. Um, and it's the, the question of why it's good for Pilates, that's a little bit, that's a little bit tricky to answer because that particular study didn't actually, um, that wasn't the focus of the study. It was, will it help improve running performance? Answer, yes. Um, the why, like I say, is a little bit more complicated because 
I think with the reputation that Pilates has of being all about the core, I think the natural tendency is to go, well, it's because you've introduced core strength. But actually, as far as I'm aware, there's no studies that show that just core strength on its own. And there have been studies done where they've introduced more core strength to runners. As far as I know, those studies haven't actually shown any improvement in running performance. So what is it about Pilates particularly that is helping? Now, the study did sort of um, suggest that it was the focus on postural muscles as a whole, rather than just core, but actually all through the posture. So the whole um, uh, musculoskeletal kind of framework that you're working with as a runner. Um, personally, I think because of my background, I think there's probably a couple of reasons why Pilates is so beneficial for runners. The first one is movement variability. So running is high impact and it's highly repetitive. Um, nothing wrong with those two things. But if you think about the impact, I mean, at certain points in your run stride, you've got over three times your body weight going through specific muscles. So it's, it's high impact. Lots of evidence out there that that's really good. It can produce really uh, positive um, adaptations for the body, that kind of impact. So there's nothing wrong with that. Um, equally, there's nothing wrong with it being repetitive. You know, it's quite a handy thing because it means you can be quite specific with your training and it means you can focus on certain things to improve that movement pattern. So again, not a problem. I think you've just got to be aware of it. You've just got to be aware that it's high impact and you've got to be aware that it's highly repetitive. You're using the same muscles in exactly the same way on repeat in high, you know, under high demand. So as long as you're aware of that, you can mitigate for it. And my choice is to mitigate with Pilates because you want to challenge your muscles in different ways. You don't want them always working in the same way um, under high load because then you're at risk of overtraining, overuse, um, muscle imbalances. And I don't particularly like that phrase, but um, you know, certain muscles getting stronger and neglecting other ones. You know, it's it's a real risk. Um, so, so yeah, I think providing movement variety in your movement and that's where Pilates comes in for me it is so varied in terms of how you're moving the body it's almost the antithesis of running you know it's low impact so when you're doing it you're actually resting the body from that high impact load it's also there's a focus on breathing which not only helps your running but the breath itself is going to help lower your heart rate which again opposite of running where you're elevating your heart rate so in terms of your mind it's helping relax it's helping de-stress you know because as much as I love running and I use it as a stress relief tool it is putting the body under load and stress, you know, so it is actually elevating your stress levels, not necessarily in a bad way, yeah. but it is well, elevating you're losing your heart rate quite a bit. Yeah, well. it is, it's putting your body under stress, you know, and anything that puts your body under stress, you know, if you do it too much, it's, it's going to take its toll on your body. So finding ways to mitigate that impact is always going to be a positive thing. So yeah, Pilates to me provides that variation in movement. It's challenging the body completely differently whilst also, you know, taking away that impact focusing on the breath focusing on some stress relief um and because it challenges the muscles so differently it actually leads up quite nicely onto my, the second reason why i think it's so beneficial for runners which is the stability elements you know so it's it's kind of odd to talk about stability in running because you know the, the kind of definition of stability is to resist movement and one of the key components of running is that you want to move yeah. um but when i talk about stability it's it's more where you're stabilizing where you're moving so if you think about runners like Kipchoge, he's a classic one. I love, I love watching him run. There is so little movement going on between the tip of his head and the tip of his tailbone. You know, all his energy is being used on propelling him forward with his arms and legs. You know, he's just, he's magic to watch, um, particularly as a Pilates instructor, because <laughs> he just looks fabulous. Um, so that stability through your center, you know, that, that stillness through your body. I mean, I'm a self-professed lazy runner. I don't want to expend any energy when I'm running that is not propelling me forwards. And yeah. um, that stability is what's doing that. I mean, I think I said earlier, I, you know, having done so much Pilates as a runner, one of the things that I really noticed was I felt like I was running faster with so much little or much less effort. You know, it just felt like I was gliding compared to being really heavy on the floor before, really heavy through the, the ground. Um, so yeah, that lack of um, wasted energy essentially, and that comes from that stability. And Pilates is all about that. Pilates is all about working those inner stabilizing muscles and focusing on them. Because to improve your stability, it, it comes from a combination of things. It comes from strength, endurance, balance, coordination, 
uh, motor control um, and you have to train it specifically it's not something you know it's like with running you don't get faster just by wanting to be faster you, you train specifically to get faster and stability is exactly the same way um, you want to train your body to be able to stabilize through the sensor so that the arms and legs can drive you forward and propel you forward so and that is that is all that pilates is about you know that sort of slowing things down really focusing on those inner stabilizing muscles and getting that stability from your center so i mean it couldn't be more perfect so i mean i mean i'm biased obviously but yeah that movement variation and that that focus on stability are the two reasons i think personally running is just magic for um running pilates is magic for running the, the stability thing the stability thing's right because you know i'm i've just came off the back of a i i injured my hamstring in the london marathon oh, no. um well a month or so ago and so i've been doing all the rehab exercises and stuff yeah. and th- th- so it's it's good it's fine now it's it's all well it's st- i'm still doing the exercises but it's all sort of um on the mend anyway but yeah i was doing like single leg exercises mm-hmm. And my stability was off. Like, you know, I was, you know, finding it difficult to to stabilize myself whilst doing yeah. the um, you know, single leg exercise. Yeah, yeah. Running is a single leg. Yep. Yeah. You're on your single leg all the time. Exactly. And so I was like, I was like, oh my God, no one, no wonder I got injured. If I'm not, <laughs> you know, these basic exercises, I'm unstable on my feet. Yeah. I mean, I see it all the time, all the time. Runners that you say to them either balance on one leg and they can which is great you know they can stand there and balance on one leg i'm like right now move your arms another leg and still balance and they, they can't do it you know and i'm like what do you think you're doing when you're running yeah you know you're on one leg and everything else is moving and you, you know you should be able to balance from your center that's that's kind of fundamental i mean you know i say that with love because i was clearly like that because i was getting injured all the time so even as a person who's doing pilates I wasn't getting that stability. Um, And that's the other thing I would say is, you know, the number of people I get, and and this is in my runners classes, as well as in my, my general Pilates classes, because I teach, I still teach both. Um, I still get people come to me who've been doing Pilates for years who, who have not got good balance when they are on one leg. Um, And, you know, forget being a runner, just for your general overall health, you want to be able to balance on one leg, you know, and that's, you know, whether you're older, younger, you know, it's good for your body. Um, to be able to do that, to be able to have that strength and stability for your center. So, um, but yeah, the number of runners I get that just cannot balance on one leg. Um, and yeah, I think it, there isn't a lot of evidence about running injuries. I mean, there's so, you. I'd love to say do Pilates and you won't get injured. I'd love that to be kind of my selling point. It's, it's a lie, you know, you, there's so many different factors that lead into running injuries. Um, I suspect for you, one of them will have been that you, um, you know, you struggle to balance your stability is not quite there yet. Um, but unfortunately it's, it's running injuries are so complex. It's yeah. not as simple as just going, well, do this and you'll be fine. And that's, you know, that's the other thing I'd say to people is if anyone tries to sell you on a, on a course or a program or anything that says, you know, prevent injury by doing X, Y, and Z. Mm. Don't listen to them. Okay. It's, it's, it's not as simple as, you know, do one thing and you'll be sorted. There are so, it's so multifaceted yeah. um, injury and pain. Um, yeah. You, you, sadly, you cannot just pinpoint it to one thing. What you can do and what I do advocate is you can mitigate as much as possible, which is what I do by doing Pilates. I'm trying to mitigate my risk. I'm, there's so many elements of, of injury that are within our control sleep hydration diets um training strength training stability training you know all of those things there's so many elements that are within our control that i think as much as you can work to mitigate those risks of injury great um sadly you just cannot prevent it completely what i will say though is since i've been doing this i i touch wood <laughs> i've not had any training related injuries so you know don't, don't worry i won't i won't make the sound bite of the podcast yeah, please don't. doing pilates will prevent you getting injured <laughs> no don't, don't do it uh, people do people do people are putting it out there that um you know that that's what they're you know whether it's pilates whether it's yoga whatever they're doing people are putting it out there and you know it's it's a mistake because i think it, it makes people rely on certain things and think well i'm safe and then they don't look at all the other aspects that feed into it. So yeah, just be wary is what I'd say. Yeah. Okay. And so then what are the, 
what are the key areas then in the body that we need to work on as one of them? I know we've sort of touched into some of that there. Yeah. What, what are the key things in the body we need to work on? Um, I think, yeah, there's, there's key areas, but I think what I would say from the off the bat is think about how you're training those areas because, you know, um, I don't know how I've always thought So in strength training, as, as you know, evidence to runners, strength training does help performance for runners. But what you want to be careful of is that make sure you are doing the motor control and the um, the work on those inner stabilizers, like I said. So you're, you know, you're not just um, focusing on the big mobilizing muscles. So when I'm trying, let me go back a bit and explain that. So very crudely, you know, the muscles play two functions. They do a stabilizing function of the joints and they do a movement function. And some muscles do more than others. So biceps, hamstrings, quads, they're more focused on moving the body, moving the joints. And then deeper in closer to the body, things like pelvic floor and artifidus, which is um, the muscles close to the spine, they may play more stabilizing function. So their function is to stabilize those joints rather than move them. So I think when you say key things we could be doing, I think mostly runners need to just step it back a bit and focus on those inner stabilizing muscles those less about the mobilizing and more about those balancing muscles so yes I mean I do I still do strength training I still do my weights all that kind of thing but I make sure I don't also neglect the motor control and the um the focus like I say on, on slowing it down so finding a way to do that, whether that's Pilates, um, certain forms of Pilates, like I said, not all practices of Pilates are gonna give you that same yeah. challenge of single leg. You know, I know some instructors that don't get clients off the mat, you know, everything is mat-based, um, which as a runner is not ideal, okay? Um, so think about how you're practicing, what you're doing. And then more specifically in terms of the areas, glute and hip strength, it's the big thing I see with runners is lack of um, strength and control around the glute hip stabilizers so glute mead um, is a classic people get you know either really tight in their glutes because they are you know working really hard trying to stabilize and, and not quite got the strength there um, but yeah glute hip stabilizers are a key one for, I think for runners so that trunk stability the other one I would say is that people or runners I think tend to neglect um, is back strength you know, don't neglect your back strength. Don't neglect um, strengthening all of those postural muscles from the shoulders all the way down because, you know, your shoulders need stabilizing just as much. And if you are wasting energy twisting through your body when you run so that your arms are pulling your shoulders into a rotation every time you swing them, that's wasted energy too. And that's also going to impact how you move down the body. So that swing movement um, is going to affect how your hips work. You know, that's going to create a swing um yeah, it's called lateral swings, but yeah, so, so I'm not explaining this very well, <laughs> but yeah, movement up in your shoulders is equally going to affect your movement down in your hips. So don't neglect, don't just think it's all about leg strength. You know, it's about glute and hip stabilizers. It's about shoulder stabilizing. It's about back strength, keeping you nice and tall. You know, one of the other things about energy expenditure is there have been studies that have shown that the less contact you have with floor, the less time um, you have contact with the floor, the less energy you're using, expending when you're running. Um, and part of that comes from posture. Part of that comes from that strength to lift yourself up and away from the floor. You know, if you're really heavy through the floor or the ground, you're going to be losing a lot of energy through the ground. If you can lift up and away, then um, again, that's going to really help in terms of your efficiency in your running form. So strengthening through your back to help with that lift, again, really important. So glute and hip strength, back strength, and all of that, if you do it the right way, will give you your core strength anyway. So, yeah, you, you mentioned Kipchoge, and it is amazing. Like, I could watch him run all day. Oh, it's, like, it's like he just glides over the, the, the so road. Beautiful. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's a, and if you slow it down, like, you know, you sometimes see these slow mo yeah. things on social media, and it's just, it's just amazing. It's so perfect. He's his running strike. I mean, like I say, you, yeah, I'm saying I could watch him run. He's just, he's a beautiful, it's no other way to describe it. He's a beautiful runner. Yeah. That whole cycle of his legs is so, yeah, his body's so still, his drive through his leg, he's just, he's beautiful to watch. And he, yeah, like you say, he just glides. He just glides. He's, his contact with the floor. Um, and I think, you know, as, as recreational runners, we can, we can learn from that. You know, we can teach ourselves all those same things. You know, you watch a race, everyone at the starts, you know, they're bubbly, they're bouncy, they're bouncing off the floor. You watch the end of a race, you know, those, that first pack of elite 
you know, leaders were coming in, you know, the really good runners that everyone like looks to, um, they, they're always still looking like they have just run, you know, five minutes. They look like they've run around the block. <laughs> you know, they're still kind of upright. They're still lifted. I've come in races. And I feel like I'm practically crawling, you know, not, not so much now because I've done the work, but definitely when I started running, you know, I, there's pictures of me, my shoulders around it. I look like a beaten woman. <laughs> um, and I think if you can retrain your body and it does take time, I'm not going to lie to anyone. It probably took me nine months, I reckon. Yeah. every training before I really felt like I was winning um, and going back to basics as well I think you know the thing with runners the tendency and I fall into this trap too is I feel like if I'm not sweating I'm not working <laughs> and there's you know there's a real kind of need to kind of feel that sweat and feel that burn in order to feel like we're, we're progressing and Pilates isn't really like that I mean I think my clients probably disagree actually they frequently moan that it burns um, but anyway but you don't necessarily sweat you know you're not you're not you're not getting that elevated heart rate um, you you know you are really kind of slowing it down so um, yeah I think yeah if, if, if I was giving people advice on what to do then yeah slow it down don't be frightened to kind of just um, focus on what's important rather than feeling like you've you've done a you know a really stressful kind of intense session yeah um, and retrain those muscles because just like you know you need to focus on building strength through your you know your quads and your hamstrings you need to slow it down and focus on the motor control and the strength in those, those inner muscles because you know it is about motor control as much as it is about strength you know you've got to find a, that connection with them yeah. you know because people often say oh I've got you know my glutes don't work they do work they're always working <laughs> otherwise you'd be a heap on the floor yeah. um it's just that you can't feel that connection you your motor control is probably not as good as you'd want it to be yeah so um focus on that you know, take it back to basics don't forget to get handy either like i say this to clients all the time if you're doing glute specific work you know like clams you know shoulder bridges get your fingers and dig them in your glutes you know so you can actually feel your muscles tightening under your fingertips and that is really good for your feedback. You know, you're, you're thinking about engaging, you're thinking about squeezing them, but also you're feeling, you're getting that sensory feedback, you're creating that closed chain with the brain. Um, and, you know, motor control is like anything, it's trainable. You know, you, the more you focus on it, the, more, the better you get at it. Yeah. So um, if glutes are your weakness, um, you know, focus on them, dig your fingers in. I know it sounds weird digging your fingers in your bottom, but I promise you, <laughs> promise you it works. Um, yeah, find that, find that connection, find that motor control. Yeah, whatever works for everyone, you know. Yeah, exactly. Whatever works, you know. I know you might look daft, but you know, you won't look daft when you're running better. Uh, exactly, exactly. And so, so explain some of the like maybe basic things that people could be doing that have maybe never done Pilates before or thinking about getting into it. Obviously, we'll come on to and um, talk about about your service and what you do. But you know, just in very basic terms, some whether that's a stretch, whether it's a particular part of a work, you know, what are some of the basic things we could be doing? Um, well, firstly, shameless plug, follow me on social media because I'm putting stuff out there all the time, free stuff on YouTube, Instagram. So yeah, that's my shameless plug. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> aside from that, um, I think probably there's a, there's a few key things. I think her heel raises is a really easy one to do. Okay. So I'm going to try and go through things that are require no kit, no kit at all, not even a mat. Heel raises is a classic one. You know, calves in particular take a lot of the load when we when we do our run. I think, yeah, it's over three times our body weight through our calves at certain points in our stride. So they are working hard. But by doing heel raises, you're also going to strengthen your foot and ankle, which is also going to help you running form. So, yeah, heel raises. Now that's starting off double leg, gradually building it up so that you're adding weights in your hands and then doing single leg, single leg um, calf raises, making sure that we work um eccentrically <laughs> so basically going up on your heels and then slowly lowering back down okay that's the way you're going to get your best work in terms of bang for your buck so lifting high and then slowly lowering back down so heel raises one uh split squats lunges anything where you're single leg where you're splitting your low basically so um, but varying it, like not just going straight up, straight down and normal kind of lunges, but adding some movement. So, you know, coming down into a lunge and rotating your yeah. body, but making sure you keep your hips and your trunk, um, you know, your hips and your glutes really still. So you're challenging that, that stability through your trunk area. Um, 
adding in lateral movement. You know, as runners, everything is forward. Arms, legs, all forward. And a lot of people then cross-train with cycling. Again, nothing wrong with that, but it's exactly the same movement pattern. It's all forward. <laughs> so adding in some lateral movement, so lateral lunges, side kicks, you know, where you're lying on the floor and you're, you're lifting your legs up and down, or you're, you know, even better, you're standing up and you're moving your legs laterally. Uh, hamstring hinges is another really good one. So single leg if you can, start off double leg if you need to, but trying to always, always building up to single leg as a runner. Um, if you want it to be kind of really beneficial for you as a runner, then it, it needs to be single leg because two things. One, we're always on single leg when we run, but also single leg is where you'll get the challenge to your balance and your stability. Okay. So single leg um, hamstring uh, hinges where you keep your back straight, you literally hinge from your hips down and up again at weights. You can add the leg coming up behind you. So you increase the um, instability even more. Um, and yet anything, basically single leg balance, anything where you are standing on one leg and trying to keep your balance, trying to keep that hip and the ankle alignment down through the leg and moving the upper body yeah. um, to challenge that. Um, a good one to do, what I, what I say to people who are just starting out is there's two things I say to them is one, when you run, imagine there's a piece of string going from your tailbone all the way up through your spine and coming out the top of your head and imagine it's pulling you up all the time. Imagine it's pulling you up towards the sky. Yeah. So you're trying to, you're physically trying to lift up and away. And that's going to do so many things. One, when you lift up like that, your shoulders usually drop back and down. You usually lift your rib cage up and away from your hips. So you're creating space in your hips. You're creating space for yourself to breathe. And you're also lifting, by lifting up like that, you have to engage your core muscles. You just have to, to hold that position. So you're going to get your core wet without even thinking about it. So with that one thought, you're doing a multitude of things through your body. You're going to make yourself lighter through the floor. You're going to, say, lift yourself up so that you've got more space to breathe. You're going to open your chest. So that's the first thing is try and be as tall and as light on your feet when you run as possible. And the second thing is start using your time effectively. So whether it's making a cup of tea, whether it's brushing your teeth in the morning, do single leg work. In the morning, I do left leg. In the afternoon, in the evening, when I brush my teeth, I do my right leg. <laughs> you know and whether that's single leg heel raises whether that's just standing on one leg while you're brushing your teeth yeah. um you know by the time you've done your day you've already done four minutes of, of single leg work yeah. without even Only having to change the routine yeah. yeah so think about ways you can introduce it doesn't need to be oh my god i've got to find an hour a week to yeah. do a pilates class you know it's one of the things i absolutely wanted with the website and one of the reasons i actually started creating it was it's hard as a runner to fit other stuff in. If you are busy, uh, which most, most people are, I mean, my target audience is people like me, their mums, they're working, they, you know, they're trying to fit in running around everything else. They don't want to have to find copious amounts of time to then add in some other commitment. So don't, don't do that. Find small snippets of time and just be consistent with it. Um, those that follow me are already rolling their eyes because I say this all the time about consistency. Um, so apologies if you've heard me, heard me say this before, but it, I, it absolutely is the magic key to anything goal or results orientated is consistency. So find ways that you can be consistent. Um, so, yeah, like I say, brushing your teeth, making a cup of tea. Some people I know I've said to them, look, are you on conference calls a lot? If the answer is yes, can you switch your, your video off and do some heel raises, some lunges, some ha hamstring hinges while you're on your conference call? You know, my husband, while he was listening to a training, was, you know, um, <laughs> to turn his camera off and was doing a bit of stretching. <laughs> you know, it doesn't need to be um, this whole other sort of pocket of time that you have to find. You know, it's one of the things I absolutely love about Pilates is it's so adaptable. It's, it's followed me through so much of my life. And the reason it's followed me through so much of my life is because I've adapted it to suit my life. You know, when I was have my babies they were in a pilates class with my i took them to a pilates class and i just did exercises where i could hold them or carry them or you know it's so adaptable it doesn't need to be in a studio on a mat it can be wherever you want it to be um, and like i say I've, I've tried to do that as much as possible with the website so i've got on there rest and recovery you know sessions i've got morning movement i've got you know exercise uh, sessions that are less than 10 minutes so that it's easy to slot it into your day um, because it's the consistency with which you do it that will see you have you seen results rather than you know an hour here and then nothing for two weeks and then another hour and then nothing um yeah consistency is, is the key 
Yeah, definitely. With again, that's another common uh, topic. Whatever it is, whatever the topic is, it's yep. interesting to see. It. But I also laughed at your the lateral movement side where yeah. I was chatting to my friend uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we we're talking about. And I haven't done this in a long time. To be fair, had a game of like five a side or something. So yep. you know, we're both pretty fit. You know, guys yeah. do a lot of running, and then go and play a game of football and. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. sore. You're sore for absolute days yeah. after it because you're moving side to side. You're short, yeah. and it's amazing. It's amazing how even yeah, though yeah. we're fit, you know, if you like, yeah, yeah. But doing something different out of your comfort zone just kills you. Well, you're fit for what you're doing. You know, you're a great runner. You know that that's the thing, and you train specifically for that. And and this goes back to what I was saying earlier about movement variation. You know, I'm a recreational runner. I'm not an athlete, you know, an elite runner in any stretch of the imagination. My priority is moving well in everyday life. You know, it's no makes no sense to me if I can run for miles, but yet I can't move well in everyday life. It just doesn't make any any sense to me. So that varying your movement by adding in lateral movement, you know, doing things like Pilates, keeping your overall movement pattern really healthy. Um, it's not only going to help your running, but it's going to make life a little bit more <laughs> manageable. You know, that's the other thing I see all the time. Like my husband's dreadful. You know, I'm a Pilates instructor and he doesn't listen to me. Well, he does, but for only short periods of time. So it's classic with him. He can, the man can run, you know, 50K, 100K and do incredibly well. He's an amazing endurance athlete. And yet I watch him struggle to put his socks on because he's a desk worker. So his main form of movement is running because time, you know, that's what time allows with our kids and, and work, et cetera. So he goes from desk working, sedentary to running. So his only movement pattern, his, his predominant movement pattern is running. And, you know, I keep saying to him, you need to vary that up because there's nothing wrong with what you're doing. There's nothing wrong with the mileage you're doing. But if it's all you're doing, that's, that's a lot for the body. That is a lot for the body to take. And, you know, there's the, the six kind of pillars of, of movement, if you like, um, you know, balance, agility, strength, endurance. Um, I can't remember all six of them off the top of my head, but you know, the best movement patterns come from having the most um, balance in all six of those um, disciplines, if you like. And, and running makes you specialize in one or two of those. And then your movement pattern, you know, it's good for running, but it's not necessarily good for football or <laughs> for anything else. So um, trying to think about ways to vary your movement pattern up, particularly if you are a desk worker where you are sedentary and just doing running, um, you know, your overall health and, and well-being will yeah exponentially improve if you can do that variety um but yeah laterals are a classic one a lot of runners don't do anything sideways so <laughs> not at all um so i know there's a there's a, a section on your website that uh, talks about like um pre-run tips post-run tips so mm -hmm. do you sort of explain a bit about what some good tips are for pre-run and post-run um so uh, yeah, I'm going to give you probably an answer you're not going to want to hear. My answer is you, you don't necessarily need to do anything pre or post run. I put that stuff up there because it's another way for people to be consistent. Yeah. If the best way that people can be consistent is to attach it to their run. So they do 10 minutes before or after their run. If that's the way they can be consistent, do it that way. But actually there's no, as far as I'm aware, there's no evidence that doing anything before or after a run particularly is going to help you know, recreational runners. I know people do a lot of dynamic um, exercises and movements. Um, I, yeah, you can do that. And I'm sure it does help your movement pattern. It's not, it's never going to hinder it, is it? Yeah. Um, but I go back to being consistent. If being consistent means you do stuff pre or post run, then great. But don't feel like if you don't do that, yeah. then you will not be as good. If your way of being consistent is to do it in the evenings after the kids have gone to bed, or whether it's getting up 20 minutes early and doing it then, that's fine too. You would, there's no evidence that that will damage your running by doing it there rather than pre or post run. Having said that, if you do get the chance to do it pre or post run, I would say, um, yeah, dynamic movement's always good. Um, there's um, hips, getting your hips moving in all different directions. So, you know, hip circles, so picking your knee up on a single leg and just circling the hip round, not just, you know, forwards and backwards like you would do when you're running, but trying to get the hip moving in all different ways. Um, and also the upper back, again, going back to if you're a desk worker, take a moment to literally stretch and open your chest. You know, that's really going to help you by lifting up through the spine like we talked about earlier. 
Yeah, there's one thing mention, having anytime you mention anything back or shoulder, yeah. I like bring myself back up. <laughs> yeah, I know people do all right all the time. I think they like they, I think I'm some kind of like yeah, kind of on the stasi or something, because if people walk past me and they sort of like lift themselves up, the shoulders go back. I'm like, look, I'm not all about the posture, you know. Your your best posture is your next posture, which basically just means keep moving. Because you know, when you run, yes, you do want to be able to lift up and open your chest. But to be able to do that physically, you need to keep the mobility. You need to be able to move enough through your shoulders and your back to be able to open up. So if you think you've been desk working all day where you've been rounding your shoulders and hunching over your desk, take a moment to stretch the other way. You know, whether it's hands behind your head, interlacing your fingers and just stretching back, pushing your elbows wide, really opening out your chest. Um, that is just as good as doing your hip mobility as well. So. Yeah, think about my, my top pre, pre-run tips would be think about your whole body and how you're moving. Open out your chest, stretch and open your chest, stretch and move your hips, get things moving um, so that you can lift up and open out when you run across the front. Um, post-run, I'm really bad for this because I very, very rarely stretch post-run, yeah. if I'm honest. I generally come in from a run, the kids are running riots, you know, the hubby's annoyed because I've been out and he hasn't had a chance. You know, it's not practical for me to stretch post-run. So again, I put post-run stuff on there because a lot of people do have the time to stretch then and it's a great time to do it. Um, So I've got it there for if people need it. But for me personally, I do those same post-run stretch sessions, but I'll do them in the afternoon. So I'll go out running in the morning and then I'll find 20 minutes, half an hour in the afternoon. And that's when I'll sit down and do my, my stretching. Again, it's made no difference to me. Um, I find my mobility, my stretching is still just as good doing it um, hours later as it is post-run. It's personal preference, I would say. Um, Again, I don't think there's been any studies that show doing a stretching hours after you run makes any difference. As long as you're finding time to do it, you you know, that's the key. It's find a way to be consistent. And that's going to look different for everyone, you know. So, yeah. Be consistent. Don't worry about when you're doing it. Well, I'm glad I'm being consistent there that I don't do anything pre-run. <laughs> so yeah. I'm being consistent with that. Um, but what I have, what I have done, you know, talking about the, the rehab exercises and stuff for me, I feel like I have to do that post run, like immediately yeah. after my run, yeah. because yeah. otherwise, if I don't do it, then yeah, then the day goes on and I just yeah. never do it. So that's probably my one thing. I, yeah. I've never really done anything pre-run. Um, yeah. Sometimes I do if I'm feeling something, I'll do it. But since you know, trying to do this rehab, I've been making sure post-run straight away, go to the gym in the garage, go into the garage, yeah. and just get them done because otherwise habit, isn't it? You know, consistency equals habits equals results. And and what I would say pre-run um, again, make it work for you. If you are there waiting for your Garmin to switch on. That's often when I'll be doing my pre-run stuff. So I'm waiting for my Garmin to switch up, you know, my, my um, GPS. GPS. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I think it's called GPS. <laughs> um, you know, while I'm doing that, I'm stretching. I'm circling my arms. I'm swinging my legs around. Like, you know, that's a good time to do that kind of stuff. Make it work. You fit it in. Don't, you know, always think about, okay, I have to be on a mat for 10 minutes or yeah. I have to be in this. It can be a few, can it be a few minutes, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, just yeah. take it and, and find out what works for you. You know, some people say it doesn't make any, my, my husband, as good a runner as he is, he starts off so slow. I can't, I can't, I, I, even I don't run that slow. And the man can put me in the ground when he runs fast. Um, but he starts off, that's his way to warm up. He yeah. starts super slow. He does that for about a mile and then basically just gets faster and faster and faster and disappears in the sunset. So um, that's his way of doing it. So find out what works for you. You know, if it, if it doesn't work for you doing dynamic stretching before you run, you know, just don't, don't worry about it. You know, if you find that actually you run better, I know a lot of people who've done um, the pre-run sessions on the website have said, I run so much better after I've done that. Yeah. Great. Then you do it. If that's finding you, your way of being consistent, then do it. Um, but I think it's, it's like I say, it's, it's finding those little life hacks, isn't it? It's finding out what works for you and, and making it you know, happen that way. Yeah. Um, and like I say, that's why I think thinking of Pilates more as, again, it's probably going to sound a bit woo-woo, but more of a way of life rather than a form of exercise, if that makes sense. You know, it's so ingrained in my life now. I, to the point where, I did a thing for nutrition and I was writing out how much exercise I was doing so I could work out my, my, my macros and all this kind of jazz. And my husband looked at me and goes, well, what about your Pilates? 
And I hadn't put down, I put down my running, I put down my spinning, I put down my weights. I hadn't put any Pilates down then. I'm like, oh yeah. Because <laughs> it just, I don't even think about it. It's so ingrained in my life. Um, you know, and sometimes I'm doing up to three hours, four hours of classes a day um, when I'm teaching and when I'm filming and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's so much a part of my life that I don't even think about it. And that's kind of where you want to get to. It becomes so like you do with your running. You go for your run and then you do your rehab exercises straight after. You don't even think about it. It's, you don't need motivation. You don't need to kind of convince yourself to do it. It's just have it. You just do it. Yeah. Um, and some people, for them, it's getting up 10 minutes in the morning and they do their 10 minutes of Pilates. First thing in the morning, they do it every single morning. Don't even think about it. Out of bed, 10 minutes of Pilates, done. And they don't think about it for the rest of the day. You know, by the end of the week, you've done 70 minutes of Pilates. You know, that's more than a week. That's more than a 60 minute class. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And you've been consistent with it. Yeah. So it's, it doesn't have to be another strenuous commitment of your time. Um, yeah. Good. Good. Hope that helps. I, think, I think you've made a very compelling argument for people to do Pilates. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, yeah, I'm, I'm nothing if not passionate about Pilates. Yeah. So we, we, we sort of touched on it slightly at the beginning, but... What, go and just tell us a bit about your running journey. What, what's that looked like over the years? Um, yeah, I mean, so like I said, I started, it was just a way to get out of the house. I went with a friend in a buggy. Well, so trying to get away from my kids. I wasn't actually, I took the kids with me initially. It was a buggy run, you know, one of those ones where you run, walk, chat, loved it. And then I started going out on my own without the kids. And yeah, I mean, I couldn't run a mile. I was, yeah, it was painful. Um and I just started slow. I think I did what the equivalent now would be of couch to 5K. Um, and then basically just went from there, just gradually built it up mile after mile. Um, let's say started once the kids were a bit older, I joined a running club, um, started racing more, did trail races, always managed to either win or place in a race where there was no prizes, which always annoyed me. <laughs> That's not true. I did win some prizes. But yeah, I always managed to win the ones where it was like, it's all for the glory. There's no prize. There's no medal. Um, but yes, yeah, so I did, you know, I did really well, really loved it. was really focused on it. It was kind of my main kind of thing. Nowadays, I still run a lot. I probably run more actually than I did before, but I just don't, um, at the moment, I just don't do any structured training. Yeah. Um, and again, it's kind of become a bit like Pilates. It's so ingrained in my life. I don't even think about it. You know, I go up and wing and I run. That's just what I do. Um, I'm not, I'm not kind of training for anything at the moment. So I'm just kind of plodding on. I was training for a marathon um, in September, my first one. Uh, and two things, <laughs> two things happened. Uh, firstly, the running show came up and I was so excited to do that, that I just had to do that. And it was the same weekend as the marathon I was booked for. But as it happened, I'd also managed to injure myself, um, but not running. <laughs> so, you know, we were talking, you were talking about earlier about how, you know, you, you run a lot, you have that forward movement and then you go and play football and you injure yourself. Yeah. Yeah, the body doesn't really like um, things that you don't do very often uh, happening to it, if you like. And so I was out in the garden with the kids doing cartwheels and I don't obviously do those very frequently. And I managed to really badly damage my hamstring. So having spent years getting injury free from running and maintaining that, I then went out in the garden and managed to do a cartwheel, which put me back about six weeks. So... <laughs> Um, so yeah, and it was my own fault. I, yeah, I knew my hamstrings were tight. Um, I knew I shouldn't have been doing that movement. I don't do that movement at all. It's a really bizarre movement. If you, I mean, I can't remember. I think the last time I'd done a cart was when I was about 14. Um, and yeah, I was just being cocky. My son was like, can you do two in a row? Like straight off the bat. I was like, of course I can. <laughs> yeah. turns out I can't. <laughs> turns out I really shouldn't. Um, so yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I was training for that marathon and then just, yeah. Like I say, that happened and then the running show came up and I was like, no, I've got to, that's just too big an opportunity to miss. It was so much fun. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, again, Pilates though, when I injured my hamstring, I could still, I couldn't run for a couple of weeks, but my Pilates was there kind of supporting me the whole time um, and helped me rehab it again. So, yeah, it's, it's consistency is the one thing Pilates has definitely brought to my, yeah. my life. It's consistency and movement and, and, and exercise. Um, and running's the same now. I just, I probably do, let's say, more running. Beginning of the year, I was doing 25 to 30 miles a week. Currently, I'm probably only doing about 15 to 20 miles a week, um, just trail running, running with friends. 
I can't stand. I love doing hill sprints. So I guess I get some um, some speed work in there, but I, I really love hills. I'm really weird. I love just love them. Absolutely love them. Um, but I don't like doing speed work on the flats. So I do spinning instead. That's my that's my speed work on the flats. Um, so that's what my running training looks like presently. Um, but yeah, I do love my long run. I love my long chats with my friends yeah. out on the trails. That's where I'm, yeah, that's definitely my happy place. Good, good. And um, you know, obviously, obviously running is in the name, Pilates for runners, but yeah. do you have people that compete in other sports or things like that that you work with? You mentioned like a general practice before as well. Yeah, so, so yeah, um, in my my general practice of Pilates looks very different to my runners, my runners' classes. I have some people who do both. And actually just recently on the website, I I kind of adopted that. So there's a runners a live Zoom on a Monday night, which is just for runners. And then on a Thursday night, there's a live Zoom as part of the subscription that's actually just a general Pilates class um, because I found a lot of people were really enjoying doing both. Um, so the overall general health and the, the, the runner specific stuff. So, um, yeah, um, sorry, I forgot what the original question was. <laughs> just a regards other people. To yes i do um, so yeah golfers uh tennis players um i have to say though that i've got a couple of cyclists and walkers walkers that use the website for runners yeah. because the movement pattern is so similar yeah. Yeah. obviously it's not exactly the same but there's a lot of common themes that run with running and cycling and walking um yeah, the single leg balance, the the, the need for, for variety in movement for both of those things because again they're quite repetitive movements. So yeah, I they I do work with other with other athletes, um, but you know I'm passionate about running, so I kind of think that's that's where my heart lies. And and like I say, I started Pilates for Runners by just sharing on social media what I was doing. So I'm a Pilates instructor, I'm a runner. This is what I'm doing. This is what's helped me. Uh, and that then led to the live Zoom class because I, I did a couple of live Facebook classes, um, you know, just putting it out there. And they proved so popular that I people were asking for something more regular. So I started the live Zoom class and then people were really loving that. But I had a lot of people contacting me going, oh, I can't make that time and I really want to do Pilates as a runner. And when can I do it? So that's when I created the website. Um, and then, like I say, that that sort of was all just about providing different types of sessions so that people could fit into their life you know so that some people work best 60 minutes once a week done that's that's their way of creating consistency that's fine other people you know they i never see them on the live zoom they're just doing you know the, the on-demand sessions whenever they can fit it in and they, they love that that ability to just switch it on whenever they want 20 minutes here 15 minutes here um so yeah that's kind of how it was born really so um yeah i'm just sharing my my practice so i I can't see myself branching out to anything else because no. I spin, but I wouldn't say I'm a cyclist. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. Pilates for cartwheels, maybe. Oh God, no! I'm never doing a cartwheel again. I'm never. I could not believe it. As soon as I did it, I felt it. I was like, Oh God, Oh God, that doesn't feel good. <laughs> and I could have cried because, let's say, I've worked so hard to stay injury free from running, and then to do an injury. Um, that wasn't even related remotely to running. I, yeah, I was so cross with myself. So, so cross with myself. And particularly because I knew my hamstrings were tight. I'd been doing some deadlifts with some weights and I knew they were tight. And, you know, as a Pilates instructor, I'm, I'm not stupid. I know I should be stretching before I do ridiculous things like cartwheels, but yeah, ego took no, over. We all, do, we all do stupid things. Yeah. I'm I sure just you'll wanted, do it again. Yeah, <laughs> won't ever do that again. Won't ever try and prove to my kids that I am young and, you know, hip-hop and happening with my cartwheels <laughs> so well before before we move on to uh, some of the roundup questions so how how does your service work or what does it include and did you say earlier it's a subscription based? yeah so um well there's a couple of different ways some people just pay and do the live class once a week which is absolutely fine um but the subscription is monthly or annual so the annual is 120 pound a year and the uh, monthly is 15 pounds a month so it's an absolute bargain to be honest because you get two live classes a week for that two live zoom classes and there's hundreds of on-demand sessions the live classes get recorded both of them and they get uploaded as well so if you miss the live class you can watch that back and i've got um back until september last year i think i've got recorded and up on the website so um there's quite a lot on there um so yeah it's 
yeah, you just access it whenever you want. It's on demand. It's unlimited. You can do as many sessions or as, as few as you want. Um, you can cancel any time if it's not working for you. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, it's. I've had great feedback. <laughs> so it's it's kind of in its infancy. It's not even a year old yet. So um, yeah, I've got quite a lot on there for for the amount of time that I've, um, it's been up. But um, I've been just doing loads of sessions each week and adding to it. And I carry it. You know, my plan is just to keep keep adding to it all the time because you know things change my training changes my what I do as a runner changes so I want to keep bringing that to the website yeah, yeah there's loads of sessions on there the, the variety as well like you know there's some stuff that's going to focus on your strength and that stability we were talking about earlier and then there's other sessions for rest and recovery if you're in you know peak training week or you've just done a race and you just want to chill and relax and just stretch out um, and it's really easy so there's lots of variety on there 10 minute sessions 20 minute sessions um, mobility focused strength focused like I say morning movement if you you know you want to get up and do it first thing in the morning so yeah lots of variety on there yeah sounds like there's lots on there yeah well I just set up a trust I um I set up trust pilot uh, just recently and I emailed the guys you know the, the subscribers and I was like you know if anyone feels you know comfortable leaving a, a, a review and oh my god I was bowled over I actually cried <laughs> I got a bit emotional I actually cried because oh. you know it's so it's so important to me uh, you know it's so personal I think to me because it was yeah. born out of a personal um circumstances that to hear that other runners are benefiting from it and using it the way that I envisage being used i.e fitting it into their daily life because they can't get to a studio or a class um that was that was really special that was really yeah it was really nice reading those reviews and just knowing that it's it's making a difference to other people so yeah got a bit emotional no very good very good um so i'm just gonna i'm gonna ask you the the roundup questions now so i wanted to ask your top tip for three things your top tip for improving performance Mm -hmm. your top tip for improving recovery Mm -hmm. and your top tip for improving sleep and these can this can be performance for running, it can be recovery for running, it can be sleep, or it can just be in general life. So okay. the top tip for improving performance. Consistency, hands down. Like it doesn't matter what you're doing, be consistent. Yeah. You know, and whether it's Pilates you choose to do or, you know, certain types of yoga or even if you dance, you know, dance is great for stability and, and, and building those muscles up. So be consistent. Whatever you do, pick it and stick with it. And, and what I'd say on consistency is, pick something you enjoy. You know, it's really hard to be consistent if you're not enjoying it. Yeah. You know, you picked running as a, as a sport because you love running. So pick something equally enjoyable to support it, you know, because I hear people say all the time, you know, I oh, know I've got to do this. I just, I really hate it. Don't do it. Yeah. Find something you do enjoy. You know, that could be a martial art, that could be dance, that could be Pilates, it could be certain types of yoga. It doesn't matter how you're doing that work, that stabilizing work but find a way to vary your movement and, and build those inner stabilizing muscles or the motor control and the strength through them. Um, but do it in a way that's going to be consistent and sustainable. You know, again, going back to that time thing, find a way to make it sustainable yeah. because if you start off saying, right, I'm going to do Pilates and I'm going to commit to, you know, an, an hour a week or, you know, an hour a day or whatever you're committing to, if it's not sustainable, your consistency is not going to be there. So, Pick a, pick a subject or a, an area that you enjoy and pick a, a schedule that's going to work for you. So pick a way of doing it that's going to be consistent for you, whether that's 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes every couple of days, whatever. So consistency is my key to any kind of performance. Good. That's running, you know, same with running. You know, if you want to get better at running, you run more. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. So, yeah, consistency. Nice one. And what about yep. recovery? Top tip for improving recovery. I think runners particularly, and I, again, I count myself in this, we're really, really bad at just stopping. Yeah. Just stop, just rest, just actually rest, you know, just don't move. <laughs> like it's okay to take a rest day, I think, and be okay with it. Um, or pick something again, like my rest days generally involve a bit of Pilates because for me, that is that rest and recovery. So if you really struggle to not do anything, find something that helps you not do anything. So whether that's reading a book because that sits you down or whether that's doing Pilates, but doing it in, you know, in a different form, adapting it, not doing a strength session with Pilates, but actually doing a rest and recovery session. So making yourself stop um, and focusing on doing just simple, easy movements where you're moving the body, still getting all the benefits of, you know, you 
your blood flow and your, your lymphatic system moving and your, your joints moving and all that kind of thing, but you're not putting your body under any pressure. It's low impact. It's lowering your heart rate. Um, so yeah, I think best thing for recovery is resting and finding a way to rest that works for you. And like I say, for me, I really struggle not moving at all. I like it's, I'm not a happy person in my mind if I haven't done any movement at all. So, you know, go for a walk or do Pilates, find a way to force yourself to slow down. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And finally, your top tip for improving sleep. Movement. Okay. Movement again. Sorry. I'm going to, it's boring, but it's so true. I sleep better when I have been moving, which is another reason I don't like having rest days that require no movement at all. But for me, it's, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. I don't sleep well if I haven't done any kind of exercise at all. So I just find ways to exercise that are resting at the same time. So again, Pilates, yoga, yeah. walking, meditation. Um, but yeah, finding ways to move. Um, yeah, awesome. have sleep. Cool. No, that's great. All great tips. So just before we wrap up then, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? You know, website, social media, how can they get in touch? Um, so just go to my website. It's really simple, pilatesforrunners.co.uk. It's all in the name. It's all there. It's all you need to remember. To the point where, actually, this is quite a funny story. I went to the running show, as you know, because that's where we met. Um, and I did all my my marketing material, but I'm quite new to all this. and It's not really my area. So I did all this marketing material. And then halfway through the first day, my friend who was with me turned to me and went, uh, where, where's the website details? <laughs> and so I'd created all this lovely marketing material without my website, without my Instagram handle, without my Facebook handle, nothing. I was like, huh, yeah, <laughs> good point. So, uh, yeah, it's pilatesforrunners.co.uk. And on there, you'll find the links to my YouTube, my Facebook, my Instagram. And if I say follow those, I frequently put up there top tips on ways to stay consistent, as in, just 10 minute sessions that you can do simple exercises that you can add into your um, routine. So follow me on one of those and you can uh, get some ideas. Awesome. No, thank, thanks a lot, Liz. I think the, the listeners will have a lot of uh, tips on that from this. And as I said, definitely a compelling argument for people to start doing Pilates to help the running. So yeah, thanks. Thanks very much for coming on. And we'll oh, thank you for having me. Catch you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the latest episode of the HPHM podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just a reminder that you can get 15% off at checkout on hbhm.com by putting in the code HBHMPOD. Please share the latest podcast on socials at Instagram. We are at HBHM official and we look forward to speaking to you next time.